Hi there! You're about to listen to a vintage episode of the Under the Microscope podcast. While the content is still as relevant and as interesting as when it was recorded, our webpage has changed. You can now find us at thesciencetalk.com slash real-scientist-nano. Welcome to Under the Microscope. This series is brought to you by the Real Scientists Nano team. Our goal is to provide a platform where scientists can communicate their work and interact with the public. With that in mind, every week we introduce you to a scientist working in the field of materials and nanoscience who would be curating the RealSci underscore nano Twitter account. Hi everyone, today we have with us Hong Yong Mei, who is a PhD student and research assistant at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in the US. Hi Mei, how are you? Great, pretty nice. Yeah, hi Pranali. Hi, we are very, very happy to have you. And now I want to take a deeper dive into you as a scientist and you as a person. So please tell us about your career journey. How how did you end up being a PhD student at uh, Wisconsin-Madison? Uh, so I'll talk about my career journey. I studied my research in this field like nanophotonics. Uh, mm-hmm. during my sophomore year at Zhejiang University in China. At that time, I majored in optical science and en- engineering, and I was very lucky to have the opportunity to join a research group uh, to do some nanofiber-related projects. And uh, at that time, I'm really interested in this field and motivated to learn more and deeper. Therefore, I applied for a PhD, uh, PhD program and I began my PhD training at the University of Wisconsin-Madison back to 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm a fourth year PhD student and I would love to like stay in academia for more interesting research work in this field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that sounds interesting. So uh, you did speak a little bit about your current research in the short podcast, uh, but where does your current research fit in this big picture of materials or nanoscience? Because it's quite a broad field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Uh, this is a quite big field, and my research is dealing with different optical materials, and uh, most of them are at the micro scale or nano scale. And beyond that, our characterization method uh, allow us to invest, uh, investigate the material at a nanoscale. So it's quite relevant to the, like this big field. Uh-huh. Okay, so characterization at nanoscale so that you fit right in. Um, yes. <laughs> excellent. So your, your research is, is quite interesting and you did speak about it in the short podcast as well. Um, and your collaboration uh, work and all of that. So it it does sound to me that you are involved in quite a lot of interesting research projects. And this question is a tough one. Um, And now you're a fourth year PhD student. So I'm sure you have several of these uh, pockets of different research projects. So if you have to pick one research project or experiment that you're most proud of or most fun or quirky one, could you do that? Uh, pick one research project or experiment and explain it to us in simple words in the section we call in other words. Okay, okay. It's a tough question. I have to Sorry. say I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of 
every project I'm working on. Of course. On. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Let's be honest. You you should, you <laughs> must have at least one that is like slightly closer to your heart. Okay. So I will pick <laughs> my first project I'm working on. And yeah, I was working on. And uh, yeah, uh, we were using the focus and beam system to engineering the optical materials. So the FIB system is usually used for etching and milling or deposition. But uh, now uh, we can use a commercial focus line beam to locally modulate the optical properties of metal oxides via iron doping or defect engineering, which is like not very common use. Uh, we demonstrate like uh, by using the focus line beam, we can realize the variable doping of zinc oxide is a, a transparent uh, oxide measure, and uh, we can achieve the plasma wavelength tuning from mid-infrared range to near-infrared range. And using the same focus and beam system, we can also defect engineer the vanadium dioxide. Vanadium dioxide is a typical uh, phase transition material, and we can locally modify the VO2 vanadium dioxide uh, uh, tuning its Insulator to metal transition temperature, we can tune in the temperature at the range of uh, 30 degrees C. So, this uh, focus ion beam material uh, measure, this focus ion measure, we can use uh, it to modify two different material systems. One is the uh, semiconductor uh, material, zinc oxide, and the other is the phase transition material, vanadium dioxide. And such, okay. like this is uh, area selective modification. And it, we can realize by direct director writing, uh, no need for any mask or resist. We can just direct write with a FIP. And this can lead to like ultra uh, pretty high resolution writing, especially if multiple like levels of doping or defect density are required. So we demonstrated this simple method to do this modulation of materials. That is so cool. <laughs> Because I, I, I mean, I did use FIB during my PhD as well, uh, but we only used it for milling and looking at the, the cross-section of the samples. Um, yeah. I wasn't aware that you can also do doping and defect modulation. Uh, defect modulation, is that the term? Is that a correct term? Um, yeah, defect engineering, yeah. Defect engineering, sorry, sorry. Yeah. defect engineering. That is really cool. So what, what kind of doping did you do? Because I remember we used gallium, uh, we had yes. gallium. We also yeah, use yeah. gallium ions, yeah. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Do you have so, pictures? A, B, yeah, gallium do you ions. Have, do you have pictures and videos of like while you're doing the doping or while you're modifying the properties or um, stuff like that? Can you share yeah, those yeah. pictures? I'm sure you have pictures, but can you share publicly share those pictures? Because I would be personally interested in those pictures as well. Sure, <laughs> yeah. So I will share these pictures and maybe video like in uh, during my creation yeah, of the Twitter, I will post some pictures. Excellent. I can imagine why you you, you um, took this project as the one that, one of the projects that you're proud of. Let's yes. put it that way. Yeah, one yes. of the projects. Uh, it does sound really, really interesting. And I do have more questions about it when you're tweeting about it um, and <laughs> you're taking over the account. So yeah. it, it's Any questions clear. Are open. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, May. Um, so it sounds to me that you really enjoy the research aspect of uh, doing being a scientist, and you also mentioned that you would like to stay in research. Did I did I remember? Did I hear yes. it right? Yeah. So other than other than uh, the research, 
like research is an important aspect of being a scientist, but there are also other aspects uh, or other tasks or work that you need to do as a scientist. So what else do you like about being a scientist other than doing the science and the fib and optical modification and characterization, the lab stuff, outside lab, what, what else do you like? Okay, so in my opinion, uh, being a scientist is very challenging of course, mm -hmm. but can mm -hmm. be a lot of fun, actually. So I really enjoy learning and understanding how things work. And I think you won't forget, uh, forget the surreal of any small but new discoveries when doing research. So yeah, being a scientist can give you that. And being a scientist can really uh, sometimes solve the global problems, like very big, huge problems, and help to build a better world. So that's maybe a very simple. Uh, answer. <laughs> ah, that's that's really modest of you. I'm glad we have active researchers like you who are doing the science. That's really, really nice of you. And that brings me to the next question, because you do seem quite wise for being a PhD student. I mean, you do seem quite uh, uh, wise. Yeah, that is the word that I'm looking for. Um, so do you have any pieces of advice for scientists who are starting out today, uh, like now, or if you were to go back in time and start, you were to start your scientific journey today, what advice would you give or what advices would you give? <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I'm not truly a scientist now. I'm maybe in a super early stage right now. Hey, but you I are a scientist. You <laughs> definitely are a scientist. Fourth year PhD student is definitely a scientist. <laughs> but still at super early stage. Yes, but <laughs> I like want to give myself several tips. I got these tips of, uh, either from my instructors, my advisors, and some senior members, senior scientists. So yeah, so I will share with, with you like these tips. The first mm -hmm. is always be curious about things and be humble to them broadly. And since uh, there are very interesting things around, so yeah, always be curious. And second is don't be afraid of failure. As an experimentalist, yeah, failure is very common. Like yeah, <laughs> it's not very usual to do it like once you can successful. So, but you need to learn from failure. Mm -hmm. And the third uh, tip is, you can like build up your communication skills. And so when like doing collaboration work with others, it's very important to have some uh, effective communication with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, work hard, play hard, and live a healthy life. So healthy is the most important one, especially in during this period. So like healthy is very important. Absolutely. All all four very, very important pieces of advices. Thank you, May. That is really, really nice. And I hope that it sounds to me that your research experience has been wonderful so far, and I hope it will continue to be wonderful in the future as well. However, you. if you have three wishes to improve your research experience, what would you ask for? And I'm not promising anything here, okay? Okay. Can ask I for anything. <laughs> So yeah, when I like, uh, so it comes to my mind that I don't have a lot of wishes outside since I'm working with brilliant people around <laughs> me, like, and I have wonderful collaborators and I have wonderful advisors and colleagues. So to be honest, I don't have a lot of wishes from outside, but I do have some personal wishes. So 
first one, I wish I can work harder and live a healthy life. Like, uh -huh. I think I'm not a very nice guy to keep work-life balance. Okay. And the second one is do not procrastinate. So always plan <laughs> ahead and schedule wisely. Yeah, it's hard to manage things when you have different tasks. And finally, yeah, I wish I can become a more independent researcher and I can equip myself to the next career stage. So it's very important for me to do that. Ah, okay. I'll see very, very wishes. <laughs> I thought you would ask for like we have had guests our our scientists asking for coffee machines and um oh different kinds of instruments like SEM or TEM and stuff like that so you we, you have have that. we already have that <laughs> true you already have all those toys you don't need that um, <laughs> but that's that's really nice uh, all three of your wishes are actually I would say they're very realistic they're not very unrealistic all three work-life balance um, not procrastinating too much uh, yeah. everyone does that we all do that i mean come on um and also i'm i'm sure you will at soon enough you will become an independent researcher i hope so um and um, yeah that uh, that those are really really realistic wishes of yours this has been wonderful me thank you very much for speaking with us but before i let you go i have to ask you one last question we cannot record a podcast in 2021 without addressing the pandemic <laughs> that we are all living through, which started, yeah. uh, at least came to the Western world in 2020. Um, so what are your learnings from the year 2020 or even 2021 now that we are almost done with the year 2021 as well? What are your learnings from the pandemic times that we are living in? So as you said, 2020 is the exceptional year for all of us due to the pandemic. And all of a sudden, a lot of the courses and research work exist. So as a PhD student, it was hard for me to do online courses or do research work from home, especially for me, uh, since I'm more engaged in labs and uh, experiments. Mm -hmm. So at that time, um, I think a lot of us were suffering from anxiety and different concerns about the research courses and the families, friends, etc. Uh, but I think things uh, really become way better and easier when you have support and help from different people, for example, from your advisor, from your colleague, families and friends. So mm -hmm. the most important learning I got from 2020 are take good care of ourselves, both physically and mentally, and do your best to help and support each other. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, especially uh, I have this feeling in 2020. And also in 2020, we found that everything went virtually. All of the conference meetings were over Zoom or Skype or different uh, remote access. And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we need to learn to embrace the change since drives ourselves to adjust to the new environment. So this is very important. Mm -hmm. So that's the two main thoughts in my mind. All right. So. Right. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Make sure you all are healthy and uh, focus yes. on yourself and the loved ones. And the uh, second one being, it's very easy to switch to virtual world. Yeah. That, yeah? yeah. <laughs> do you prefer yeah. the virtual conferences or do you want to go back to the in-person conferences? I personally prefer in-person ones. <laughs> I look forward uh -huh. to the in-person conference. 
Right. Yeah. It's, I think it's a, a healthy mix of both would be uh, ideal, right? Uh, in-person conferences and virtual conferences. I think some conferences you can attend virtually, some conferences you can attend in-person. So that's, I think, a healthy mix. I think that's how it will be once we are, whenever this pandemic is over, um, mm-hmm. it will continue to be um we will, because we have now learned how to exist in a virtual world and yeah. network in a virtual world. So that will also exist. So thank you very much, May. Again, uh, your science is really amazing. And I hope soon you will defend your PhD and you will become an independent researcher and you stay in uh, research because we need researchers like you who are passionate about science and who are also very aware of what's happening around them. So we need researchers like you, active researchers like you. So thank you very much. I had a lot of fun speaking with you. Looking forward to having you on Real Scientist Nano. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's really nice to talking to you as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. To know more about us, please visit our website, realscientistsnano.org, and follow us on Twitter at realsci underscore nano.